Comparatively speaking to the macho man Randy Savage, you are nothing but garbage, yeah. Careful you don't hurt your neck again going through those ropes. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Welcome to Boot to the Face Radio, episode 34. I'm your co-host, Chris Rucker, and I'm here with a bearded master himself, Marty Vasquez. What's happening, Marty? Not much. How's it going, buddy? It's going good. Going good. It's been a long week already, but what's new? It's being a grown-up shit is for the birds, I can tell you that much. (laughs) Yeah, that's... uh... You know what? Actually, the nice thing today is nice. I got to go to the work loader. Didn't have a, a a meeting this morning like I normally do. Was able to go and get shit done in all my stores. Get home. Get through traffic. Not too bad. Um, get home. Pour some whiskey and be ready to go. Rather than it's been the last few weeks. It's uh, hasn't been as chaotic today. So that's always nice. Well, speaking of chaotic. There's been a big-time commotion on the internet in the world of wrestling. And we're going to get into it. Everybody else is talking about it. I'm sure every podcast is coming out Thursday morning or Friday morning or whenever is leading with this story. So we're going to follow suit. And we're going to talk about Brock Lesnar retiring from the MMA. You were supposed to laugh. That was a joke. I was, I was getting ready to make a comment right now. Like, <laughs> some, I was like, <laughs> you caught me off guard there. So I'm like, damn, I need to kind of a comeback for this shit. Because I'm about to go off right now and be excited for this. <laughs> no, obviously, we're talking about the man formerly known as Dean Ambrose, now known as John Moxley. Well, technically, formerly known as John Moxley, then no, formerly known as Dean Ambrose, now back again known as John Moxley. Now, is he going as John Moxley because the promo just said Moxley? Technically, it said Mox, didn't it? M O X. Oh, you know what? It did say Mox. Is he trying to be freaking uh, James Vanderbeek right now? About to go play some football for John Voight? I don't know, but that was a very professionally done video. I like the video. And there's so much shit you could break down. We could take a whole episode breaking down that video, but we're not. Um, as of this recording, 1.9 million views on that video in less than 24 hours. So it's safe to say, kids got a little momentum going behind them. That he does. I mean, if you look at the free agents over the last couple of years, go back to 2016. Um, AJ Styles and then Nakamura, uh, you know, there's been oh, oh, uh, not kinda, Omega, Jericho, Cody. There's been a lot of free agents out there over the last few years that have gotten a lot of publicity. I don't, I don't think anybody was going in thinking that Dean Ambrose was going to have this much stand, or uh, momentum going behind John him. John Moxley, sir. His name is well, John no, Moxley. No, no, no. Hold on. Going into it, it was Dean Ambrose. So Dean Ambrose leaving, I don't think anyone expected Dean Ambrose to get that much momentum. However, people have been paying close attention, 
listening, watching, reading, and seeing what's going on here because people want to know one: is he, you know, going to somewhere else? Is he going to be done altogether? Is he going to AEW, which is what everyone's I think is really looking to see if he goes and does because if he signs there, that's that's a pretty big signing for them, especially not only that, but the pretty big signing for somebody who just left the WWE. Um, so I think that that's it's kind of kind of phenomenal the fact that he's getting so much momentum and so many views on a short I think one minute and a half video. Mm-hmm. Uh, with you know I don't think anyone expected that, and I think that's that's saying something for the value that he holds. All right, let's break down a couple points in this video. You got a guy counting down the days stuck in a jail cell. So basically he's calling WWE a prison. Is that what I'm getting at? That's 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 what I got the entire time watching. They're stopping him from being free. So he breaks through the wall. And the part that I love the most is he's running through the prison yard getting chased by a big dog now it was that shot at roman on purpose or was that just a? and when you're running through prison they usually have dogs that chase after you when you're trying to get out or was that a shot i take it as a shot i thought it was a shot myself i've seen seth rollins retweet the video with a fist bump on it i haven't seen roman acknowledge it at all um, I don't know. I guess we'll never know. Unless, of course, he goes back to the WWE. <laughs> I mean, I I don't know. That's He can go anywhere right now. He's the hottest free agent out there, whether he's going to come back to wrestling or not. However, that being said, I honestly believe he's coming back to the WWE. Um, to, no, let me correct myself. I don't think he's left the WWE. I think he's still employed by the WWE. Mm. And I believe that this is setting up his next feud with, as you said, Roman Reigns. Because I did see that. I did notice that once he broke through and all of a sudden he's running and then a big dog comes. I'm like, and it was a Rottweiler. And I'm like, interesting. It's kind of the same dog they use on the Hounds of Justice. Kind of interesting that there's a jail cell and they're supposed to be these S.H.I.E.L.D. members who are like SWAT team members. And the jail is also, you know, is it is it the WWE? Is, is the the shield the do the 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 jail cell that's kind of contained him for this time? He's breaking free because I also took it as this. He's been in part of the shield for so long. That's what everyone expects him and, and wants him to be. And he's breaking free of that. He's breaking free of the the reins of the big dog in the jail. And now he's free to be John Moxley or Mox instead of a shield member. And I think that's what's leaning towards. But like you said, there's an awfully lot of high production into this little clip for somebody who's unemployed. I get he's probably got money and stuff like that, but the fact this was put out a week after, that's pretty quick. Not even a week. It was the I mean his contract expired last night, so at midnight he was a free agent. And so what it time was, did it was what time that video get released? Twelve oh five AM. So literally, as soon as his contract expired, that video was ready to go. Oh yeah, that, that video was in the can already. Um, so you don't think people in Jacksonville got enough money to make a production video like that? I think they do. Um, however, if they made that video, that means they made that video but they're still contracted by the WWE. Um, I think if that's the case, that means, I don't know, Vince could have some... Uh, 
something. Just I mean, happened. when you're when you're in the end of your contract like that, there's a, a a legal tampering period that they talk about in all professional sports contracts, where when the contract's about to run out, you have time before it runs out to start negotiating with other people. So I, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure they crossed all the T's and dotted their eyes before they got in bed with Mr. Moxley. Um, so, double the nothings in three, three, four weeks? Yep. You saying he's going to be there or no? No, he's not going to be there. Here's my – I haven't got a chance to really look into it yet. I know we kind of mentioned this in the past. The 90-day no, no-complete cause, you, were you saying that he – that doesn't – it's not relevant if his contract expires? Yeah, it, it won't apply to him if his contract expires. Now, if he gets released or asks for his release or quit – then yeah, they can apply the ninety day. But if your contract expires, you're free to go to work wherever you want. Like you don't work there anymore. You fulfilled your contractual obligation. That's like I work at Walmart, and I work at Walmart until the end of April. Well, once May rolls around, Walmart can't stop me from going to Best Buy. Yeah, like, well, I, don't, I don't work there anymore. Well, here's the thing. So I remember when I was with with Home Depot. Um, you know, I was, I was a salary manager and it was I, in the day I signed, I, there was a, a, a 90 day, no compete cause also, whether I was terminated, I left the company or whatever, I could not work for a big box hardware store for that 90 days. So that's but, why. I just, well, the thing is you were getting paid those 90 days. He's no longer being paid by the WWE. So if he's not earning money, they can't stop him from earning money elsewhere. That's against the law. Uh, I guess. I mean, yeah, but you, if I'm you not, sign the if you sign the contract saying you won't, you, you, if you sign off on the no compete cause, then you you know what you're going into. It's just like, and I hate, I don't want to get into this conversation. It's like the insurance. You know, if you sign off on his contract saying you're going to be an independent contractor and not get insurance from the company, guess what? You sign off on that knowing what you're accepting to collect that paycheck while you're employed. At the same time, I'm going to accept these terms and I will give up being able to compete in the industry for 90 days because I'm going to collect this paycheck right now. Exactly. But the thing is, is all right, if you terminate my contract earlier, early, Say my contract is terminated right now, and I'm contractually obligated till December, but you send me home right now. You're still going to pay me for those 90 days where I can't compete anywhere else. If my contract runs out, you're no longer obligated to pay me anything after my date. Therefore, I can work wherever the hell I want. That's as now, you know, I'm not an expert, but that's everything I've ever learned about sports contracts and shit like that. I guess we'll have to wait and see. I don't think he's going to be there. Um, I think this is going to be this. The next three weeks is going to build anticipation on where he's going to go, which is going to build even more momentum from him, uh, which I think him not showing up might even build more following for him to find out where he's going. Uh, I may we may even see we may even see a couple promos before double or nothing. We may even see a couple promos before the middle of July to see, you know, Come up to the fight of the uh, fight of the fallen and see what things happen there. Um, I just I just, I just can't believe that he's going anywhere but the WWE as this as his main character as his old character. Uh, it's just it's just I can't get on board with the fact they put so much production into somebody leaving the company 
as they did for Dean Ambrose. I just it doesn't make any sense to me. Only time will tell. I don't think he's going back to WWE. I think that would be funny, but I don't want the joke that I would like to laugh at everybody on the internet being mad to just go back to same old status quo. Like, go ahead. Go do something different. Spread your wings. If you want to come back in a year or two, you can come back. AEW's got a TV deal they're going to release pretty soon. ROH has got TV. New Japan's got TV. There's plenty of places he could go. Honestly, I wouldn't want to see him just go to AEW. I'd like to see him pop up at indie events and things of that nature beforehand. Don't just uh, pigeonhole yourself to one company when he's got all the leverage right now. Well, two, two million views in less than 24 hours. He pretty much call his shot. He won't necessarily be pigeoned to AEW. They've said from day one that they're going to allow their their employees, because essentially that's what they are. They're not necessarily going to be independent contractors. They're going to be employees of AEW, that they're going to allow them to, so reach out, lame. to reach out and go and wrestle and do other events, not just AEW events. It's why they keep popping up at other shows. Because they're able to give them that with that contract, so they're not stuck in one company wrestling. So you you're you're going with he's going back to WWE. I think it's I think he's staying. I think this whole thing's been a production and a work. I think he's gonna do some indie shots and end up uh, with his home base in Jacksonville. I'm not a hundred percent sure he's gonna be at Double or Nothing. I mean, here's the thing that makes sense about Double or Nothing. It's in Las Vegas. The dude lives in Las Vegas. It's very possible. Yeah, yeah true. Uh, we joked about it earlier. Brock Lesnar is retiring from MMA. Rumor has it, or not rumor has it, but statistics have it, WWE programming is down 14% from where it was last year. Ratings are down. Merchandise is down. Everything is basically down. So apparently Vince is breaking open the glass because it's a case of emergency and he's calling in Brock Lesnar. Um, you think Brock is done with wrestling also, or do you think he's just retiring from MMA because him and Vince already have a contract worked out? I think him and Vince already have a contract worked out. I think they've had a contract worked out for the last two months. So whose titles he taking? Kofi or Seth's? <laughs> Uh, I think he's. I think he's taking whoever wins the bout from Kofi in the next three months, mm. and then he's gonna go into hell. You know what would be crazy? And I can see this happening. Why not have a title change on a SmackDown event? And why not, not be that Smack- a SmackDown event? The SmackDown event, the first one on Fox. My man, that's exactly what I was getting to. Talk about ratings. Talk about vision. Talk about bringing the the crowds in. You have Brock Lesnar win the championship on the very first SmackDown Live on a Fox network, and that will go crazy. I don't want it to happen, but as far as speaking of for business side, that would be huge. That would, um, and we're kind of jumping around a little bit here, but talking about Fox and SmackDown going to Fox, that is the best thing that can happen to them right now because Raw sucks so much the past couple months. And you have such a bad taste in your mouth come Tuesday that you just don't even want to bother with SmackDown. And SmackDown is far and away better. Even when SmackDown sucks like it did last night, it's still way better than Raw. 
And so them getting a couple days in between when Raw sucks and them going on the air, I think is going to be the best thing for them because people will be over their Raw hangover. It'll be a Friday night. You know, it'll be kind of hard to watch. I mean, I'm, I'm old. I don't go out anymore. So, but, you know, regular TV, Friday night. Shit, if they go, damn, they, if they go to Friday night, that's going to mess up my whole week's programming. Damn. Because yeah, one of the shows I watch now comes out on Fox on Friday nights. Damn those, you, Fox. Those sons of bitches, did they not clear that with you? No, they didn't. What the hell, man? The fuck? We're going we're gonna to write Vince an email tonight. Uh, yeah, I think that, that them being separated from Monday night is going to be big. It doesn't matter what happens. It's going to give that time for people to... And you said you uh, the hangover. It's going to... Not only the hangover also goes along with the irritation from being disappointed on Monday night, which I don't know why people are disappointed coming in and out of Monday nights when they're they should be used to being disappointed on most Monday nights now. Um, when they get a good one, that's when they should be excited about and talking about it. Uh, there's there's more disappointing Monday nights than there are positives. Let's be honest there. Um, I'll tell you why real quick why I am. I normally let Monday Night Raw record till about 9.30 on my DVR and then I started and I can fast forward all the bullshit and by 11 o'clock I've caught up and I'm done well since we've been doing this I've been trying to live tweet lately so I have to watch it live and oh my god I fell asleep before 9 o'clock on Monday it probably has something to do with me taking one of my daughter's little melatonin gummy snacks but (laughs) but still it wasn't even 9 o'clock and that shit put me out and I thought I was having a bad dream hearing the Usos singing their you own You had to fucking... do it. You had to do it. I was hoping we can get through the entire episode without talking about that. Well, guess what? We're not going to talk about it. Go ahead. You you were saying something about uh, Fox's hangover. and oh, I don't, we don't know. Even have to, we don't even have to I'm, talk Now I'm irritated because you're talking about you brought up the Usos. This past weekend, the NWA had their Crockett Cup pay-per-view. And Marty, from top to bottom... For a bunch of wrestlers that I had no clue who they were for the most part, this show was, it wasn't, it was almost four hours long. It didn't drag. It was good wrestling. Uh, really no filler. It was just boom, 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 match after match after match. And it just kept going. Did you, I don't know if you watched this or not. I watched the entire thing live. Uh, what'd you think about it? I watched it Sunday morning uh, because I, I was at work when it was on. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch it that night. Great card. I will say this. It was a great card. There were some surprises um, in, in the, the Crockett Cup tournament that I was yeah. not expecting. Um, it's all the way down to the final. Um, Aldis and Marty. I don't care. Marty. Can you, can Marty not give us or give us a mass that isn't good at entertaining? At this point, I don't think he can. And I freaking love that about the guy. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that Cabana won the title. That Ugh. was that was a huge surprise. was not expecting Yuck. that. I was not expecting that. Um, however, Willie He's Mac- all over social media with the fucking title on. I know. He was at a baseball stadium today. Um, here's the thing, though. I think that's good because it frees Willie Mack up now. I think that we can see a Willie Mack and Nick Aldis feud. I think that'd be pretty entertaining and kind of and actually good for the business. Um, I was extremely disappointed during the women 
uh, NWA Championship match. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a decent match. Mm-hmm. Um, felt Santana should have won that match. Mm-hmm. I felt she did win that match. She just got the didn't get the pin at the end. Um, it was down. Uh, she put us over though. She did. She did. I mean, because really, it was pretty much our fault that she was even in the match because NWA asked who they wanted in there, and we said her. And two days later, she was announced, and I didn't see anybody else calling for her. So the NWA and boot to the face were like this. Yep. Hey, Corgan. Need some new announcers. Give us a call. Just give us a call. They put on so, let me, the throwback oh. ring apron. I loved. Yes. I loved the the fight banners that they had. The throw the homage they paid to Rocky. Um, I love the old graphics that they had. My wife walked into the room at one point. She's like, "Why are you smiling like that?" I was like, "It's like when I was a kid." She yes. just kind of petted me on the head. NWA in the center of the ring. Yep. The, the draped uh, banners of Nick and Marty. Oh, dude, that it was. That was awesome. Jim Cornette um, on the microphone was good uh, for the most part. For the most part, I'm there not was... a big fan of Ian Riccoboni, but he he did well. He I didn't like go Ian. over the top. He didn't. So so this is what. But you want to know? About. You want to know who on the mic irritated the hell out of me? Who's that? Medusa. Was that <laughs> not the most awkward, annoying, and overplayed segment ever? Yeah. Oh, like, just give the mic up. Let it go. She got to get her shine, dog. There was no shine. She got to get her shit in. She was like Galactus came through and ate the world and the entire universe and said, we're closed. We're putting, making this bitch dark real quick. Mm. Aldis versus Marty. Main event. 10 pounds gold. And I'm about to stand up on the table and fight for the national treasure, Nick Aldis. Y'all are going to have to quit disrespecting this man as the champion. I'm talking to you, Hoop. I'm talking to you, Jay-Z Flair, and the rest of the whole Oppo Suits crew that talk shit about Nick Aldis. This man is a fantastic representation of the NWA brand. Dare I say, he's starting to remind me of Ric Flair. Yeah, he's starting to. Maybe not the personality and the interviews and things of that nature. The way he carries himself, the way he wears a three-piece suit, the way he carries the title underneath his elbow and has it folded up. Just the class that he brings. And then you put him with Camille that's always there. The story they told in the ring. In the past two NWA main events, this man has defeated Cody Rhodes in a two out of three falls match. And he made Marty Skrull tap out in the main event of the Crockett Cup. Those are two of the hottest wrestlers at the time that he beat them in wrestling. And Nick Aldis has sent both of them crying to their mama, if you will. And he's done it with class. Married to Mickey James. Man, that guy's a fucking star. Y'all gonna have to get off Nick Aldis and start respecting the game that this man has put on. He's worked his ass off for the NWA. He's been the champion for them cumulatively for like a year and a half now after beating Tim Storm and that brief Cody Rhodes interruption. Uh, the guy's fucking good, and I will not have any more of this, this Nick Aldis disrespect. He's a fucking national treasure. 
And y'all gonna treat them like that from here on in. Go ahead, sir. Uh, there's there's not much I can disagree with you there. Um, I, everyone knows I'm not and Pete earmuff it right now. I'm not the biggest Ric Flair fan. Everyone Woo. knows that. Um, but like I've always said, Woo. I do respect Ric Flair as far as what he does, who he is, and what he means to the industry. Nick Aldis absolutely has done everything like you've said. I mean, the dude walks around like when you think Nick Aldis, you think class. Just the way he, you know, he's not not a guy walking around. And, you know what? So there's the Miz who walks around wearing a, a, a suit all the time. But when you see the Miz, you don't think class. You just think I want to be celebrity. You know? Very well. Yes, sir. When you see uh, when you see Cody Rhodes walking around in a, in a suit, you think class. No, I don't. You don't. I don't think, know. I do. Think I think. Little, I think. Fucking prick. Oh, okay. I don't think so. I think. <laughs> comes, I think it comes off a little, little bit more high class with that. No, he, um, he, it, it's two different. I mean, not, it's, it's class, saying, but it's two different classes. Yes, I'm not saying. I, I agree. Yes, uh, but when you see all this doing it. It's at a whole new level. Absolutely. It may not be with, so to speak, the flair that Rick had, but he's doing it at an extremely high level. The dude looks like he is walking into a CEO event. Just everyone's coming and to see him. Um, he's the he's the bell of the ball, so to speak. You know, he is the 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 epitome of what you should be as a champion. Um, his I mean Look! Look at his promos that he cut against Marty. Given Marty was his be- is his best friend, um, even when he was talking down on Marty, it still came off at a completely different level than cutting cutting down somebody. You know, when he had the feud with, with Cody, he wasn't like tearing Cody apart in a disrespectful way. It came off like in a very coy manner because that's just who he is. And given it might be his culture and where he comes from that kind of tones that up and kind of high classes it a little bit differently. Um, but yeah, it, Nick Aldis as a champion is at a totally different level than anybody else. Anybody. Um, and he's had the titles for cumulatively about 340 days. That's a pretty good run. Hopefully it's not over. I mean, if you, keeps... if you take out Cody's, He's essentially had the title for most of the last 400 days. And at all Four, in... I'm sorry, they're close to the, almost 500 days. I apologize. At all in... You know me. I'm, I go against the grain with a lot of stuff. You? Had, had no. that been Had that been any other wrestler than Cody Rhodes in that position right there, I would have been cheering for Nick Aldis that night. I felt... I almost felt bad for the guy because he came in... He wasn't a dick. You know, they were feuding over the title. He was very respectful about it, but pretty much told Cody, like, I'm better than you, which is what you're supposed to think as a champion. But he got so much heat just for being the guy on the other side of the ring to the point where I almost wanted to cheer for him. I didn't, (laughs) but I almost did. Like I said, had it been anybody else that night on that card, I would have been a Nick Aldis fan in the middle of Chicago. Um. We're done, you know, blowing Nick Aldis now. Let's move over to his counterpart, Marty. I know this is your boy, 
And we talked about it a minute ago about how great he is in all these matches. But when's he going to win the big one? I don't know, man. I've been wondering the same damn thing. Like, he loses the ROH title. He loses the NWA title. Uh, or matches. Um, I don't know. Like... The guy has the, the the personality. He has he has the talent. He has the mic skills. He controls the crowd. It's, it's like they don't want to give him the belt. I don't know. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but he's been announced for the Super Junior Heavyweight Tournament. Damn. So he's 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 not. That's what's that's what sucks. He's going to step down from the weight class to go fight the, what he's been fighting. It took him forever to get out of. Spent the last year out of the division, and now he's going back. And what's going to happen when he loses that? You got essentially one of the hottest stars in the industry, and he's going to continually lose these matches. It just makes no sense. Um, I, I have no idea. It's interesting to me. In the heat of their back and forth, the National Treasure told him he's Roddy Piper. He's got such a big character, he's got such a big personality, and he's got such big fan support that he doesn't need the title. Do you think there's truth behind that to the point where maybe he won't ever be world champion? Maybe he'll always be the guy they put in that spot to build up hope and then put somebody else over by using his popularity. I think that that's a great assumption as to what they're going to do. Um, I thought I was thinking about that all Sunday afternoon. Um, like you mentioned, yes, Marty Scroll uh, is, is take away Roman. Uh, Marty Scroll has probably been my favorite wrestler for the last year and a half to two years. Um, and it, it's it's like it's hard to you know is he going to? I think it feels like he's just going to be that tag team champion who's always in the big dance but never never gets to get the dance and never gets to take it home. Um, at the same time, I was thinking about the other day, you know, maybe this is, they, they want him in there, like, you know, because he's that name and he draws the attention and people are watching. I'll be honest. If it wasn't for Marty Skrull being in the championship match and take away Santana, cause that didn't happen until the very end. Had Marty not been in the main event, I probably wouldn't have really been paying attention to the, to the Crockett cup. That's it, would fair. Been, it, it would have been on my radar. That's fair. But it probably would have been something I would have checked in and tuned into and seen what happened. Not necessarily been went out of my way to sit there for four hours, three and a half hours to watch. Uh, Santana being on there, I probably would have tuned into her match. Um, but because Marty was there, I spent my entire Sunday morning watching the entire card because he drew me to that card. This is the most popular wrestler not in the WWE right now. If you're the NWA, why would you not want him to represent your company as their champion? There's got to be something. There's got to be a reason that, I mean, even if it's just for three or four months to have, even if he is going to AEW when his ROH contract is up, AEW won't have any problem with the NWA world's title being on their television. So... 
if you run that company, why would you not want them on? Something's up, man. My, my another thought that came to my mind was, we don't know necessarily what the uh, title alignment is. We don't know what's going to happen with AEW. I feel that everyone knows that he's leaving to AEW once his contract expires everywhere. Um, so they're going to capitalize and utilize him in these main matches because they are going to draw attention. They are going to bring followers and attendance to these matches and, and eyes upon it. Um, but they're not going to give him the title because they know he's leaving. Um, I can see him being the one that when it comes down to AEW, that he could potentially end up being the first champion of AEW. And that might be in the plans for them once he leaves the leaves um, his contract and, and gets on over there. Could that be a stretch? Absolutely. Uh, but being as the guy who's in the in, in the main event but never wins it, why not let him be the first champion of the organization? I like it. Um, before we get off the NWA, uh, Billy Corgan, the owner of the NWA of Smashing Pumpkins fame, was on Busted Open Radio and just casually threw this out. And I don't know if I just didn't know about this. Or if it was some kind of slip up to where, I don't know, nobody reacted to it or anything. So maybe it's old news. But he said, come the fall, they will be recording episodic television for a TV series. Uh, That's pretty big. The fall has got a lot of stuff going. The fall is scheduled tentatively when AEW is going to be starting up TV. Roughly. Uh. SmackDown's going to Fox in the fall, and now you're going to have NWA with some kind of TV deal in the fall. And, I mean, he just, like, threw it out there and kept going. And I stopped, like, oh, shit, NWA's getting a television show. Um, we, to so me, that's a big deal. We talked about this last week, and this was going to be a point I was going to make before we got off of it. NWA doesn't – you took, you asked about um, NWA 70th. I said that the reason why I don't think it was as big as it was was because there wasn't really the marketing around it to bring in outside fans to watch it. Um, there was no – same with AEW. There's no storylines outside of uh, .com to really draw attention to it. They need episodic television or shows or whatever it might be to really grab the viewers out there to to, to their product. And this this goes back to Sunday or uh, Saturday – I was watching this show Sunday morning, and I got you know it didn't I wasn't sure if it, if it was packed or not. You make this comment about Ring of Honor all the time, but it didn't seem like the fans like the place wasn't was definitely wasn't packed. Uh, it didn't seem like for majority of the show the fans weren't really in it, and the fans that were there wasn't there was a small amount of them that it didn't sound very heavy, you know. Where if they had if it was an entire arena and Half the fans were cheering. It would sound loud. But when you have a small venue, small uh, amount of people there in attendance, and then only a portion of them are making noise, it doesn't come off well on TV. Mm-hmm. So I, they need something to build this up to get the attendance there because just throwing out a pay-per-view every six months is not going to do it. Well, I think the difference between them and ROH, ROH has been around 15 years. NWA's been around a hundred years, but this is a new reincarnation of it, and they're still relatively new. So people are kind of, you know, 
we just want to kind of wait and see before we because i thought about going myself it's a five-hour drive uh had we not went to wrestlemania like four weeks ago i probably would have made the trek down there and stayed over the weekend i thought about it until the week before like literally the week and a half before that i was still considering buying a ticket and flying out there for the weekend so i i think they've got really positive momentum going um a tv deal would only help they'll probably have another show or two before the fall time comes around if they can keep knocking them out of the park like this and here's the thing without having episodic tv you don't get shit shows like monday night raw where your creative team just gets burnt out and all of a sudden you're playing placating to the advertisers instead you know what we got on that show that show was like a ring of honor show or new japan show it was just bell to bell bell to bell bell to bell bell to bell no bullshit and so when you start getting tv episodes you're gonna have to start playing for advertisers commercial breaks all that kind of shit where it becomes watered down. So I think on one hand you need TV, but on the other hand, TV hurts as well. Um, Absolutely. But, but if you have so NWA, they're not going to be putting on two to four shows a week. Mm-hmm, true. They put on show. Here's the thing. Just because episodic doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be weekly. It could be bi-weekly and you can still get off this. You can still get the same product and res and, 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 um, and answer to everything. Without giving having to go through as much of a path to get there, you know WWE they're putting on just on the main roster two shows a week, uh, plus they're putting in 205 NXT, so they got to do all that too. There's so many writers there, but if they if the WWE only had one show a week, it would be a different product. If you give them a one show every other week, it's a completely different product. If so, you know Ring of Honor does one show a week and it's a good product. But it's so spaced out because it's never it's it's all, you know, filmed at once and then played out over a timeline and they film more and they play it over a timeline. You know, it's different. But NWA, they don't have to worry about getting dragged down by writers like that. If they're if they're putting out an episode every week or every other week, if they go where we're going to have an episode every two weeks. Now it's going to get tiring. Now you're going to get tied up, especially when they don't have a roster to really fulfill that much TV. But if they do a TV show for an hour a week or hour every other week, that's enough to grab a storyline, to grab some different viewers that will be able to follow the line to the show. Well, two things before we close out the NWA talk. One, why they didn't have a T-shirt that says straight out of Concord is beyond me. For those that don't know, Concord, North Carolina is where the NWA show took place. And if you're going to have the NWA, come on, we all know NWA. A lot of y'all think NWA is a rap group. They should have had the straight out of Concord shirts. God, dog, that's fucking genius. Why didn't I? I should have texted Lagana that shit a long time. Not text, tweeting him. I don't have his number. Uh, the other thing, Saturday night pay-per-views, I fucking love them. I wish WWE yes. would go back to it. Yes. Uh, it's so much easier to, if the show runs long, imagine WrestleMania on a Saturday night. It would be so much better. Royal Rumble on a Saturday night. Fuck it. Go till midnight. Who gives a shit? It's Saturday night. I don't have to be at work in the morning. I got the whole next day to hang out, to recover from the hangover. I think pay-per-view should be on Saturday night. That's just my opinion. I mean, I get your point there. For you, that works. Um, that, that, that ends up screwing me over myself this isn't about you 
I'm just saying. Well, you know, <laughs> same thing. It's not about you then. For the rest of us, it works out perfectly fine the way it is. For those of us who get off early on Sundays and work and have no day off the next two days or have a day off the next two days, it works absolutely perfect. Don't they can go so eight selfish. hours. They can go eight hours on Sunday night, and I'll be happy on Monday. Don't you wish that evil on us, Ricky Bobby? Eight hours. They'll fuck around and do that if they hear somebody say that shit. <laughs> Eight hours. They better make that a two-part series where one half four hours is on Saturday and four hours on Sunday. Marty, explain to me why it was promoted all weekend that Alexa Bliss would announce the raw participants in the Money in the Bank, and then on SmackDown they just came back from commercial break and like, oh yeah, here are the people in Money in the Bank. Yeah, like I, uh, I heard I wasn't listening at the moment, and I heard like uh, Cole and uh, Corey talking about the participants of the Money in Bank, and I'm like, where, where was the announcement? Like, when did this come out? Did I miss something? Saying yeah, I was like, what? I thought this was supposed to be. There was more of an announcement for the female, which was absolutely ridiculous the way they did that. Then there was the men all together. I just, I... and then and then Alexa says, you know what? The, the men was so much easier than you guys. Like, you guys are making this ridic- like, out of hand. Well, yeah, no shit. It's because you guys are actually giving them a presentation to come out. And why they all had to have mics when they came out makes no sense to me. <laughs> and I really wish that Natalia would lose the damn cat ears. We all know she's a cat, an old cat lady. But it doesn't – it makes no sense with her character. Get over it. Leave your cat at home and be your character. Those ears annoy me. It's like Halloween. You're not a 20-year-old sorority chick. You know, you're not a co-ed. Just let that shit go. Okay? It's not Halloween. Breaking get, news. Breaking news on boot to the face. Marty doesn't like pussy. <laughs> That's the furthest from what I said. <laughs> um, <laughs> next topic. Son oh my gosh. I got I got written down here on my notes. Wins and losses don't matter in the WWE, and that kind of ties in with uh, the Money in the Bank. Since when do we not qualify for Money in the Bank? Since when is it just an announcement? Um, and I got a couple examples here of wins and losses not mattering. Remember a couple months back they had a beat the clock challenge going into WrestleMania. There was three women involved in it. Well, six women total. Becky Lynch, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair. Ronda Rousey won a match in like, I think, we'll say three minutes. Charlotte did not even win her match because it got called off because she didn't make the time limit. Becky won her match less time than Ronda Rousey. So technically, of those three, Charlotte was the loser. And the next night on Raw, on SmackDown, she gets rewarded with a title match against Asuka and wins the belt. Uh, Ricochet took on Robert Roode, porn stash and all, Monday before last. Got DDT, dropped on his head like a stack of dimes, pinned in the middle of the ring, one, two, three, and he gets rewarded the next week by being in the Money in the Bank match. Why didn't Robert Roode in the Money in the Bank match? He beat Ricochet. If you're gonna have this shit happen, why are we not taking the time to forecast and say, hey, next week we're going to put Ricochet in the match. He should probably win tonight. 
I don't understand it. Um, I don't like complaining like everybody else does. But some of this shit, man, it's just it's it's indefensible. Here's like, what here's what's frustrating about it because I agree, and we talked about this in our pre-production call. Um, I love the Money in the Bank. It's probably with the exception of like the the show and everything that's built and the environment built around the big four. Um, if you take away those, Money in Bank is my favorite pay per view. Uh, if you now take away WrestleMania, take away SummerSlam because those really are just because of the show itself. Mm-hmm. But take away Survivor Series because I don't Survivor Series isn't one of my favorite cards. It's not. It's just. I it's think lost it's, its luster it, big time. It's, it's it's not yeah it's not it shouldn't even be considered a big four anymore. Personally, I think the money in the bank should be considered one At of least the big I four. So. Yeah, well, the reason why I mean, the money in the bank has implications to the title picture for the entire year. Mm-hmm. Royal Rumble has title implications for WrestleMania. Main event. Exactly. Survivor Series. It doesn't mean any else. Bragging rights between Don't two mean fans. Shit. Hell in a Cell, it's a, it's, that's one of my favorite shows, too, because of the cell, obviously. But that doesn't really mean much going forward, with the exception of what's going on at that card. Money in the Bank is one of the top four events. Money in the Bank is my favorite outside the Royal Rumble and, and WrestleMania. Um, but here's what irritates, what's irritating about that fact that we have a, a Money in the Bank, we have two cat, two cards, or two, we have a, a women's match and a men's ladder match, and we have eight people in both matches. That's 16 matches that it could take place over three weeks to lead up to this card. That's not only that's not only going to give more people opportunities to be on TV. That writes your damn shows for the next month. Wait, but so you want them to put wrestling on a wrestling show? Come on, man, that that, that doesn't make any fucking sense. I know it don't. Why would you want wrestling on a wrestling show? I apologize. So they would put the one-on-one matches on SmackDown. They would put a fatal four-way match to get the winner on. I mean, if oh if no, they had, do Battle Royal, a Battle Royal on on Raw. If they had wrestling on there, you wouldn't be able to do cutting-edge stuff like the Usos sneaking up on the Revival, shaving each other's back in the shower. Like, come on. Uh, but you 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 would rather watch wrestling than see that. I mean, yeah, yeah. So so to go back to where I was trying to get to. I apologize. No, that's not you. It's me for rambling on. Three months ago, we have a event called the Elimination Chamber, which is a fantastic show. Again, another event with a item in that's a a prop in the matches that have title implications. What happened before Elimination Chamber? I don't know. There was qualified matches to get into the Elimination Chamber. There's qualified matches to get into the Royal Rumble. Why why don't they have the title ma- or the, the qualified matches for an actual title shot? I, I don't know. I mean I remember the days when we used to have number one contender matches. Um, yeah, I know that I get that like you know Vince doesn't care for um, tournaments stuff like that, and this isn't necessarily a tournament. But you're wrestling to win matches to get into the Money in the Bank match. Um, it, it's it's lazy writing. It's lazy creative, um, and it actually takes away from what Money in the Bank is. You know, the thing I don't like about Money in the Bank this year, there's nobody I really want to see win. Um, Really? 
I I look I'm looking at the rosters right now and there's nobody. I'm like, oh, I really want to cheer for him. I wouldn't mind seeing Ricochet win, but is he really going to cash in and take the title from anybody? He's well, not a heel. What's it's, irritating about it is the fact that they have the Intercontinental Champion in the Money in the Bank. Like, why? I mean, what, that, what else is he doing besides fucking baby oil on his abs? Well, you know, some people like that, I guess. I don't know. But there's... I mean, I guess there really isn't anybody else on the roster that could take that spot, I guess. But if you're going to have Ricochet, why wouldn't you have Aleister Black in that spot? I don't know, man. I got no answer for you. But last week I told y'all that Baron Corbin was going to win the title before Drew McIntyre. So when Baron Corbin climbs his ass up that ladder and gets that briefcase. You know, I'm glad you mentioned that because I I haven't taken a look at the poll that was up. Because I... Nowhere it was leaning towards. It's pretty much. I mean, it doesn't matter what it's leaning towards. The fact <laughs> is, is that I've said it before, and I will say it again. When it comes to wrestling, I am like the angle opposite hypotenuse, and that is always right. So, if you're disagreeing with me, I will give you this preempted. Go fuck yourself, because Baron Corbin's <laughs> going to win the title well before Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre. Is not championship material. Baron Corbin is. No, he's not. Says who? Says everyone else who doesn't want him being the champion. Why is that? Because he's a heel. So he's doing his job. He's all. He's not even a decent wrestler. That's why. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I have Baron said Corbin one, is good. I have said that and, since day one. And mm-hmm. in the last two years, that opinion hasn't adjusted a little bit. That's because you don't like him. No, it has nothing to do with not liking him. I don't like Ric Flair, but I know that he's still a damn good wrestler. <laughs> so the hey, truth, Pete. the truth <laughs> comes out. <laughs> After all this time, the truth comes out. Man, you got major heat in the city of Chicago. Petopolis. Oh my God. It's he's not a secret. That- He's that pulling that gingerbread not, red hair out right now. It is not a secret. I have the same as a day one. I am not a fan of him, but I do respect what he does and who he, what he stands for. Baron Corbin, I respect for being a heel that he is because he is a fantastic heel, but he is a horrible wrestler. And by the way, 71% of those out there disagree with you that – Corbin will be a champion for Drew McIntyre. I wish we could find those 71% of people. And I, when he wins, I could go back and tell them that originally they had 33 and a third chance of winning, plus my 75% chance, minus Kurt Angle being in the match, which gives me a, another 50% chance. Happy anniversary, Scott Steiner. The greatest promo in the history of wrestling. Uh, <laughs> so the women's money in the bank. Honestly, the only person I can see winning is Bailey. She's and the only one that makes sense. No, well, that's not. It's yes, I can see Naomi winning it. I could. Mm. Um, it doesn't make sense though. It doesn't. But Bailey, I I was thinking about the entire drive home is that when it comes down to the women's ladder to match, it at Bailey the way they've been they've been riding her the last couple weeks with her gaining having decent matches and her losing, it's only building her up to be that winner. Uh, side note, 
it was a good match between her and Becky last night, even though half of it took place in a fucking split screen from a commercial break. You promote the fucking match, their first match, in WWE together. That's not NXT. And what do you do? You go to fucking commercial break, and you split the screen up halfway through an eight-minute match between your champion that you've pushed since WrestleMania that beat Ronda Rousey in the main event, the first women's main event, in the biggest match she's had since she's won the belt, and you put a fucking commercial break in the middle of it. I just... It's like y'all want me to not like you. What the fuck is wrong with the WWE right now? Are people exaggerating when they when they're panicking right now, or should we be worried? <laughs> I don't think we should be worried yet. Because um, they're starting to piss me off. I'm hoping that with people coming on from other organizations, that they're they are in a clean house and rebuild mode. Um, and things are changing. I think we've seen some things over the t- over the last couple months that what changes that have happened. Um, but there are people that are experienced that have come over. They've gotten rid of some people. Um, I think that that lines it up for a a rebuild. And you can't have a rebuild overnight. It takes it takes a little time, unfortunately. And I think that's what we're going through right now. We're going through that moment where we're going to see we had this great build up to WrestleMania. I don't care what anyone says. We did have a damn good build up to WrestleMania. Um, Maybe not as big as we should have, but when you have 25 million matches, you can only have so much buildup. Uh, but I think we're in a change and a transition right now to where we're going to start seeing better stuff happen by the end of the summer. But it's going to take some time to get there because you have to change the way people have been doing things. And they haven't been doing things right. And there was a portion of time before the fall and going into the fall where the shows were hitting they're not. And they were, they were, they were giving us quality shows on both brands. And then it started getting quiet and slow. And then it picked up again on one brand and dropped again and switched to the other brand. The consistency isn't there. So is there a cause for concern for that? Yes. But we've been watching wrestling for 20 to 30 years. We've stuck around for the, the, the peaks and the lows. Well, for the most part, um, we just it's, it's one of those times where they know something's coming. They need to change the way they do things. And they're, hopefully they are changing things with the people they've brought in. And hopefully that gives us a better product coming up soon. Know what they should change? What's that? They should turn Becky Lynch heel. I mean, you do have a valid statement right there. Can't like heel, heel. I'm not talking about that halfway shit they tried last. I'm talking like heel, heel. Like people booing the shit out of her. The best heels in the business came from being the best faces and vice versa. She won the main event. Of, I, I I retweeted this today. Her and Lacey were talking shit about each other. And she posted a picture of herself standing there with the world titles bragging about how she won the first main event. And I thought, you know what would be a really good heel move? To constantly keep bringing that up. Which she's doing, but she's doing it in a kind of poking fun at people way. I think she needs to be a bitch and just make people hate her. And and I think she'd be good at it because she could talk shit with the best of them. So, oh, absolutely. And you feel, figure if they let her go heal that route and her online persona would then be able to bleed over, it would feed to her being a heel. It doesn't match her being a, a face the way she is online. Absolutely. It does not one whatsoever true uh that would be the first thing i would change 
And then after that, I would make Roman Reigns get some wrestling gear. Because that laser tag, that laser tag vest is fucking it played does. out. I'm tired of it. Go. Tired of it. I'm tired of the slow sauntering walk down the fucking aisleway while you're looking in the crowd. We get it, motherfucker. We get it. Look, they got me. They got me mad at Roman Reigns. So I almost bought a new figure today because <laughs> I had I, I stopped by visiting one of my stores today and wait, I stopped wait, by GameStop. Was it the NXT figure with Roman Reigns? And, no. Okay, because I almost bought that one the other day. It was He's uh, got wrestling trunks on. Nice. I stopped because I had to pick up a new controller um, and pick up some new pop figures. And uh, I, I, I see on the wall there's a there's some action figures, some more figures hanging up on the wall. I'm like, oh, I'll take a look and see what they got. And they had one with a belt, and it was the Intercontinental Championship belt, and it was the Roman Reigns Intercontinental Championship with the re- removable hands and stuff like that. I'm like, you know what? That's pretty damn cool. Um, I don't have one with him with a title, so maybe that'd be cool. And then I look at what he's wearing, and he's got the vest on, but this vest is like – it doesn't look like a, a SWAT vest. It looks like a life jacket. And I'm like, what the shit is this? This is this is fucking ridiculous. I can't I can't display that shit. No, that's not happening. Paint that he shit pulled, orange. He pulled that cord way before the plane went down. <laughs> oh, I was like, no, no, I'm gonna pass on this one. I'm gonna I'm gonna get my Randy Orton pop and my controller, and I'm gonna head home. I know which figure you're talking about too, because I saw it at Walmart the other day. So I know exactly what you're talking about. That's funny. Um. Yeah, I think Roman needs a change too. Yeah. Actually, I think I would change Roman before I change Beck. I think he should have came back. He should have cut his hair. He should have got some traditional wrestling gear. Even if it's like, okay, so you still want like suspenders on? You could do like the Bret Hart gear, but get some fucking tights. Get rid of the SWAT team pants and vest. Change up a little bit, man. And fucking. Have a little urgency to get to the ring. You know, like, I wouldn't even be mad if he came out in, like, a fucking tank top. It would still be better than a SWAT vest. Yeah. I mean, he's on SmackDown now, so he's going to have to quit that slow-ass walk. Like, we ain't got all day. We ain't trying to kill time on SmackDown. We got to fucking get to get it. You do shit like that, next thing you know, they're putting a commercial break on during the Becky Lynch match. I mean, that that walk, he's trying to, I mean, it's uh, it's, it's SmackDown. You know, Undertaker was there forever. He's just trying to, you know, give the same timeline that the Undertaker takes to get to the, to the ring. That's all. You remember last week we were talking about the Firefly Funhouse? Yes. Do you remember the idea that I brought up? I do not re- recall. We jogged my memory here. I wanted some kind of way for Randy Orton to end up in there and uh, Bray to bring up Randy Orton burning his house down. Yes. A tweet from WWE Bray Wyatt. A couple years ago, Randy Orton did some pretty bad stuff to me. He destroyed my temple, uncrowned me as champion of the world, and caused my brother to abandon me and betray my trust. Worst of all, he didn't say he was sorry. But I forgive you, Randy. I forecasted the shit out of that. Well, not only that. Did, did you watch the episode of this week's Firehouse Funhouse or Firefly Funhouse? I, yeah, I did. I saw did it. See, I caught it last night. Where did you he see the painting? The, yep. His painting was his house burning down. You know, are man. you, sir, are a magician 
with your mind. Um, foretold the shit out of that, you did. And that was just so random. Like, I was just, we were just sitting there talking shit. I was like, you know what I'd like to see? And apparently somebody agreed with me because Orton tweeted him back and said, you had WWE spend $2 million on photo projected bugs. What you expect me to do? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Fucking Randy. Randy's the shit. I don't care what anyone says. Hashtag House of Horrors. <laughs> what smart ass. We're way off the rails. Uh, KO turned on Kofi Kingston. Kofi came out last night. I thought he ended the show well. I didn't think he started the show well. That shit started out. I was not feeling it at all. Um, Kofi showed a little bit of aggression last night. Beat the, he kicked KO right in the damn face, which I liked. But I asked you this question earlier. Did they turn KO earlier than what they wanted to because of injury? And the examples I gave you were Daniel Bryan and Big E. I honestly think the plan was to turn Big E on Kofi. Um, But then Big E went out with injury. And then I think, well, he could still feud with Daniel Bryan. But Daniel Bryan injured as well. So there's really no hill for him to deal with. I think... If you go look back and you you think about how they brought KO back with all the vignettes and things of that nature, I really think they wanted to push him as a babyface. And I think this was kind of an emergency thing. I don't think he'd be a heel right now if Brian and Big E were still uh, healthy and going. You kind of agree with that, or do you think this was the plan the whole time? I think this was the plan the whole time. Um like, I don't know. I, you said earlier that, that they've shown it. I haven't seen anything that says the Le, biggie's legitimately hurt. Uh, I think he's definitely going to be one that turns on him. I think that KO is that, that legitimate heel that can get this feud over to transition him into that feud with Dan, with, uh, with Big E. Um, I think that you can't just jump right into that feud with Big E because then you essentially break up a tag team so quickly. You kind of don't really have anything to happen afterwards. Could they have reversed it and then KO, KO kind of jumped in afterwards? Absolutely. Uh, but I think there's more power to it when Biggie comes back from injury and turns on him the day they get back. Um, I think KO, here's the thing. Whatever their, their thought process was on it, KO's better as a heel no matter what. He is. He is, he is the heel. Um, and so it, for me personally... I don't think they did it earlier than they were expecting to. I think it was all part of the plan. Well, he ain't winning the belt. So no, they wasted definitely not. The heel t- so they wasted the heel turn. If you're going to turn heel, then win. And here's, here's another thing. Why is Kofi a dumbass babyface? This motherfucker turned heel, beat you up, <laughs> talk shit about your kids, and you're going to say, well, why didn't you just ask me for a title shot? I'm challenging you. No, you can't have a title shot. You, you catch this ass whooping, but you're not going to get a title shot. Like That's the dumbest fucking thing I've ever heard of in my life. That's just... That's one of those little things where Vince or somebody should have came out and awarded KO the title shot. Kofi shouldn't have just gave it to him for turning on him and beating him up. That makes no sense. It's like... 
I'm applying for a promotion at work and they don't give it to me. So I go in and turn the boss's desk over and piss on his picture of his wife. And he's like, oh, so you wanted a promotion? Why didn't you just say so? Oh, is that not how you get one? Apparently. Apparently I, uh, it is. I think I need to go back to work real quick. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got an apology email to draft up real fast. Uh, <laughs> to, to whom it may concern. <laughs> oh, shit. I knew I should rip that sign off that damn window. Damn it. Uh, is there any other big-time stories we need to discuss for this week? Uh, there's no big-time stories. However, there is some big wrestling going on this weekend. Um. Not only does the best, the Super Junior, start in two um, two weeks from yesterday or Monday, so a week and a half away, we got the best of Super Juniors for in New Japan, which is obviously that tournament goes on for about three weeks. A- anything that that New Japan does, um, they always has like a three week tournament leading up to it. I was World gonna say team. New Japan loves those fucking tournaments. <laughs> World Tag Team G1 Climax, uh, Super Juniors, uh, and it's gossip because they they like to get all of their um, all of their all of their talent involved somehow, and they they always find a way to do it, and that's awesome. But this weekend we got the Tokyo 2019, um, another so another a two day pay per view for New Japan. Um, some great matches going on. Anybody and everybody you could think of is going to be on this card. Uh, you got Jeff Cobb defending the Never Openweight Championship against Tai Chi. Uh, you got Dragon Lee defending the IWGB Junior Heavyweight Championship against Ishimori. Um, it's just it, it it's just going to be a great match. So if you had a chance to watch New Japan this weekend, whether it's Friday night or technically for us Friday morning or Saturday morning, um, definitely something to look into. Okada is fighting Sonata for the IWGP Heavyweight, and Ishii is fighting uh, Evil. And on Friday. Their uh, Ishii and Okada is fighting as a teaming up against Evil and Sonata. Uh, so it's just a lot of big wrestling in New Japan going on this weekend. It's definitely a weekend to tune into. It sounds like a lot of uh, a lot of fun. Sonata and um, Okada, huh? For the world title, it's for the world title. It's a uh... which is crazy because Okada or Sonata was. That close to being in the main the, the, the main event um, for the, uh, the heavyweight championship against Jay White. Every now and then, it hits me that we watch fucking New Japan World Title match change hands, uh, a Ring of Honor World Title change hands, all kind of titles change hands at Madison Square Garden. Like, I'll just be sitting there and I'll just be like, holy shit, we watch wrestling at Madison Square Garden. And I don't know if you saw Ring of Honor had a sale with some of the shirts. And I was telling you I was disappointed I didn't get any. I got two of them. Nice. Fantastic. Yeah, they were like 50% off or something like that. They were running some kind of sale. So, so yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm scrolling through to try to make sure we don't miss anything. Do you want to hear Impact? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Impact Rebellion. Uh, A lot of news came out of that one. Do share. Do share. Tessa retired Gail Kim in a fantastic match. Tessa is... It's... It's weird. 
Like, I'll watch her sometimes, and I'll think, that is so lame that she keeps, like, sticking her tongue through her bottom lip. Like, people out there can't say Marty can. She'll always be like... Oh, dude, I notice it all the time. She does, like... Oh, yeah, and, and it, oh. she, she just makes these faces, and it, it throws off everything. And then there's times when she walks out, and it's like, she is such a fucking superstar. Like, to go with that... I don't think there's a single superstar in the world who just the the dominance uh, and commanding of the uh, the arena that happens so organically and powerfully when when Tessa walks out. I've seen it do shows all in whatever you know, impact different events. Watching that live in Belasco during the the Wild Tapings last year. She walked into the arena and she just claimed dominance. It is amazing what she does when she walks into the room. Uh, also, just to throw it out there, a couple more weeks, I will be at the Belasco tapings for the next season of Wild Women of Wrestling. Hoping that somebody makes a return to go after a title match, get her title back from Tessa, um, Santana Garrett. Um, but yes, go on, Tessa. You... The picture you painted reminded me when I was a kid and I used to live in Missouri. You know, we lived in the hood and everybody had a dog, right? And there was always one dog in the whole neighborhood where, like, if he got off the leash, everybody was like, oh shit. And that's that's the reaction that Tessa gets when she comes out. Everybody's just kind of uneasy, like, oh shit. Like, shit's about. She's pretty much like, she gives you that same. Reaction on a smaller scale, as Brock Lesnar does when he comes out. Yeah, I would agree with that. But on a, like I said, on a much smaller scale, because the crowds are smaller and not as enthusiastic and impact as that. But you know what? What's crazy also is like not only is Tessa dominated women's wrestling across the board. Um, I hope that one day we do get her and Charlotte because that would be an amazing match. But I think Tessa would just dominate Charlotte and show her who the true dominant wrestler of of the world is um she's out there wrestling like legit matches with male wrestlers and Brian not Cage. Like, and not like having like oh i'm gonna get i mean we're gonna wrestle but i'm gonna get her over because she's a female no nah, like they're fucking wrestling and tessa's dominating kicking some ass in those matches like she's going with the best of them it's not it's not a promo match it's a legit match she is a legit badass, and that is fan- it's awesome watching her do her thing. If you're into the intergender wrestling, I would recommend her first match with Brian Cage. Uh, I'm not into it, but that's a thing. <laughs> Jordan Grace lost to Taya. Uh, why Taya has the title, I don't know. I'm not into that at all. <laughs> Excuse me. LAX defeated the Lucha Brothers in a. Did you see that move where he went to hit the Spanish fly off the ladder through the table, and uh, one of the Lucha Brothers, not Pentagon, uh, Phoenix. Phoenix, he was the one doing the Spanish fly, and when he did the backflip, for whatever reason, his body stopped rotating and he landed on his head, and the other guy kept going through the table. You have to find that and watch that. It was the one of the freakiest things ever. It's like his body just stopped turning for no reason whatsoever. Um, so LAX wins the tag titles. Brian Cage defeats 
uh, Johnny Impact for the title. Brian Cage got injured early on in the match. His back is real bad messed up. He doesn't know how serious that's going to be. And afterwards, they got a surprise visit from one Michael Elgin, who used to be a New Japan and Ring of Honor fame, who attacked Brian Cage and apparently is now in Impact. Uh, well, I was like, he just left, like not even a month ago. Yep. Well, he's in Impact now. Impact put on a good show, also. I know didn't, we didn't uh, give them... that uh, that Impact Championship match wasn't Lance Storm. Lance Storm was the referee. Was too, yep. right? That's what yep. I thought. I saw that. Uh, I know we didn't give Impact the time that we gave the NWA, but I- Impact put on a good. Impact's been decent. I mean. I've been a fan of Impact for damn near 10 years now, but I've kind of fallen off the past couple of years. Now I watch it and fast forward, but I still watch it every week. And they are starting to build up positive equity with me as far as how many good shows they are putting. There's still some some shit I'm not too fond of. But for the most part, they do they do really well. And hopefully people start giving them a chance again. I'm not paying $40 for their pay-per-view, but... And and that that little fifteen dollars, I I had no problem paying twenty five dollars to watch the NWA show, but to try to pay forty dollars to watch Impact, that little bit is costing them a lot of money, man. So I'm not gonna lie, I was on edge. I'm like, do I really want to spend thirty bucks to watch NWA? I was like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm going to because Marty's in the championship match. Um, the the Crockett Cup's gonna be fantastic, and Santana's on. I have to watch it. So I go to log in on Sunday to go turn it on, and lo and behold, Honor Club members watch it for free. I'm like, Hell <laughs> yeah! Oh shit! If I'd have known that, I should have just asked you for your login Saturday night since you weren't watching. And, and had I, I was gonna text you too. I'm like, hey, did you like watch it somewhere? Did you get it on fight? Like, did you like? I was, gonna, I was gonna ask you if you had a way around it. You know? Yeah, I ordered then, it on fight. And then I turned it on. I'm like, oh no! I actually went to fight to turn it on. I was gonna, I was gonna get order on fight, and then it pops up like Honor Club. I'm like, yes, please check that. <laughs> so yeah, Impact, give them, give them a chance. Uh, tell them I sent you. I don't really know what kind of weight that holds, but <laughs> 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 if you have, uh, I was gonna say Destination America. They've changed channel so many fucking times. Uh, the Pursuit Channel is that what it is, is now? Pursuit? It's not. <sighs> is it you want to know? Now? Yeah, you want to know the weirdest thing? All right, they on DirecTV they have a two-hour block lined out for Impact because it's a two-hour show, and I have it set to record every week. Well, some weeks it will break up into four thirty-minute blocks, and my DVR will only record the first thirty minutes of it. What the hell? It's it's the strangest damn thing. It's and almost anytime- like the old like that's like the, almost like the old WWE Monday Night thing. Where it was Warzone, and then the second hour yep. was Monday Night Raw. Yep, and then yep, and so when I'm at home and I think about it and I look at it, it's a two hour block. But if I ever like go somewhere or forget about it, that's when it's the four thirty minute blocks. I only get the first thirty minutes, and I shit you not, it always cuts off when Tessa comes out, <laughs> which is like I the main you. reason I watch it. She dominates the she dominates <laughs> not in the arena. She dominates the fucking TV where they're like, yeah. You gotta be here to watch my shit. How'd you like uh, Endgame? No spoilers. Spoilers? I'm about to go fucking heal Chompa style right now. Uh, nah, dude. I know you didn't like it. 
Uh, I, I wouldn't say I, I didn't like it. I'm not going to say I didn't like it. I, I know where you stand as far as it goes, Infinity Wars. And I thought this movie was a million times better than Infinity Wars. Uh, I loved Infinity Wars. However, for me, I it's Infinity Wars because, I don't know, there's points where it's like, oh, this is really long. It drags. Uh, do I want to watch this one right now? I can watch most MCU movies all day, every day. Infinity Wars is one of those like, oh, maybe I'll watch it. Maybe not. I'll still really? watch it there. Yeah, I love it. But I'm the exact opposite. But like when I, I watched uh, Endgame and I went Saturday night or I went Thursday night and get, I went like at 11 o'clock at night. Didn't get out until 2.30. That shit was amazing. You know, I'm not going to lie. I got the badge. No bathroom breaks through the entire movie. Had a damn large pop next to me. Well, not large, but I had a large iced tea next to me. Um, but no, like, uh, I love everything about the movie. Yes, there are some plot holes and some, like, what the fuck? The, the, how are they going to do this? How is this going to How does that complete the storyline? How are we getting this movie after that shit just happened? Um, but overall, I thought the movie was phenomenal. Um, I, and then, you know what? For the sake of not having to deal with shit after Dash Clash, after I'm not gonna tell my true feelings about what happens in, in parts of that movie. We'll do that next week. We'll but give I, people another week. We'll give you two weeks. I, and next uh, week we're gonna talk about it because I got questions and you, the guy, I need to ask the questions to. It was definitely a. I will say this: it was definitely a roller coaster of a show and a ride and event. Um, and after 11 years, it was definitely an emotional tie-in to the entire series. I will say that. But as far as Infinity Wars go, I could watch Infinity Wars right now, and I gotta go to work in the morning. My son wants to go see. My son wants to go see Endgame, and I told my wife, I was like, "If you liked it so much, you can take him." Fuck, maybe I'll fly out there. I'll take him. Shit. <laughs> They're going Friday. He's got a. Uh, he's got a. He's in Gateway program, and they've got some kind of presentation he's doing Friday morning, and my wife is taking off work to go watch it. It's the gateway graduation, and then she's going to take them out of school early, and they're going to go see that, and then pick my daughter up while I'm at work slaving for the man. That's awesome, dude. That she's going to take. I'm not just slaving for the man. That shit sucks. Yeah. But, yeah, so ne- next week we're going to definitely talk about this. We'll do it at the end of the show for those people that listen and don't want to hear what happens. We'll do it at the end. So we're giving you a week, another week, to take your ass to the movie theater and see the movie. So you can't say we're spoiling it for and you. And you know what? Gonna... That shit's fucking generous. Because the way I see things, you have four fucking days. You have until Monday morning to Not watch Not everybody that can shit. go see it the Hold first on. weekend. Hold Marty. on. Hold on. That gives you four days to watch this movie. If you were a true fan and you were like, I need to watch this movie. I don't want it to be spoiled. Well, you what know if you what? don't have a babysitter? You will fucking find a way to watch You will fucking find a way to watch that. You should have put. You. Hold on. I'll hold on. You. Hold on. Hold on. You could have fucking put a day off request in so you can have the day off to watch that shit. I've done that. I'm not going to lie. When Harry Potter, me. when Harry Potter point seven two point oh or point two came out, I fucking took the day off and watched all the movies in the theater that day. You want to know why? I fucking planned ahead. I knew what day was coming out. They only announced that shit six months ahead of time. You know what? Endgame, I bought my tickets the day we were at Wrestle or, or WWE Access. I bought tickets there. There's a reason why I do kind of walked away from the lines. I went to buy my fucking ticket because it wasn't letting me do it inside the access arena. So I went out and got my ticket. <laughs> you fucking did, you, did you really take a day off to go watch fucking Harry Potter? Anyways, 
I uh <laughs> You fucking grown man. You took no, a day out work to watch Harry on. Potter. When Harry Potter when that when Harry Potter first came out as a book, I was like eleven years old. When the first movie came out, I was thirteen years old. When the last movie came out, two thousand Oh my god. I was like twenty I was twenty five, man, when the last that's movie fucking, came out. That's... Oh, hey man, I ain't mad at you. You like what you like. Fuck anyways, anyways, you. for me, if you're a true fan who's like going to be worried about spoilers, you find a way to make that shit happen. Okay, if you're waiting two weeks to find out, well, that's your own fucking fault. You should. It, that's I'm not, That's my fault. You couldn't find a time to go two weeks later. I agree and I disagree. But I mean, if you got kids and you can't find a sitter, then you end up like my wife was so close to going off on this lady that had these two little like four year old kids running up and down the fucking aisleway at like one of the climax parts of the movie. Like you know when your woman's like she just keeps looking at people and she's about to say something. I'm like, come on, we don't need the fucking. Break out the Infinity Stones and hit no, the lady with Exactly. You want to know what you do at that moment? You look at the ladies like, I'm about to fucking Thanos snap your little kids right now. Yeah. Take that's care when, of that shit. That, that right there is the point when you realize that Thanos is right <laughs> and we only need half of the fucking population. Yeah. Your luck that you would snap the fingers and the fucking kids running around and be the ones that were left behind. Yeah. Knowing me. Uh, so next week we will discuss that because like I said, I, I got some questions. I got a lot of questions and I need answers. Uh, Infinity. We got a we got a big month of wrestling ahead of us, man. I hope you're ready. We got we got uh like I said, New Japan's got a lot of wrestling going on the next couple of weeks. We have Money in the Bank in three weeks, and a week after well, that. Wait a minute, Money in the Bank. I believe we're going head to head with our boys from north of the border. That's right. We're about to go two and one, two in a row. Oh, Canada. A home and native land. I don't know the rest. That's all I. I always turn I the channel when I think when it's I, like when the show started singing it. Boot to the face Ooh. is going to win again. That's the remix. Boom. Talkamania. Our boys from north of the border. We will actually be. Going on their pre-show, which I believe takes place like two hours before Money in the Bank. So, what was that? We'll figure that out. So, yeah. Uh, Oh, that's right. You might have to work, huh? I do have to work. I fucking took the day before off. Well, we can, we can, worst comes to worst, we can make our picks. Take a lunch. I'll take a lunch. Worst comes to work, we make our picks, and then I can just read our picks to them if if we got to do it that way. I'll make it happen. Uh, so we'll be on with Talking and, Mania for their live pre-show. Yes. Um, go ahead. And then the week after that, we got Double or Nothing here in Vegas. Or nearby in Vegas, I guess, technically. I'll be watching on pay-per-view. I will uh, be as well, but we still got w- all, all Double or Nothing to be talking about. So, you know, if you... You got time. If you can get a couple of days off and go to StarCast, man, I would recommend it. Well, my thing is I'm not going to be – I know for a fact I won't be able to take a day off to go there. So all we have to go – Oh, that's right. It's holiday weekend. Yeah. Well, not, not only that, but um, yeah, I'll, I'm, if I'm going to go, I'm going to go out there like Wednesday night or maybe Thursday night and uh, go out and try to catch up with people and just, just have fun. You know, we're horrible. This is uh, 
this is probably the point where people start turning off and we haven't even announced that we now are on Instagram and Facebook. Boot to the face. Uh, on Instagram, I believe it is boot, boot to the, the face, face underscore. underscore. And then on Facebook, you could just search boot to the face. Like, like our page on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We will be bringing content. Marty told you that he's going to uh, while women are wrestling, he will share what he can without spoilers. I will be at Southern Honor Wrestling this weekend, Friday night, where Cody Rhodes is making his last indie appearance before he commits completely to AEW. Uh, so that'll be fun. Any shows that we go to will be posted and everything on there. Go ahead. How are we not going to talk about Cody Rhodes' promo? Oh my God, you're right. Dude! Have you know, shit with hold on. So with the exception of one comment, that fucking shit was fire. You wanna know what too? Earlier in this show, about forty five minutes ago, I was about to write down we need to talk about Cody's promo and I completely forgot about it. Um I liked it. I fucking loved it. And I'm with him. Fuck the attitude there. Like whoa, whoa, whoa. But here's my thing. Here's my one beef I had with it. If you're going to go to war with the attitude there, <laughs> fucking Goldust ain't the guy to go to war with it. <laughs> I mean, I understand you can't go against Triple H of the Rock I mean, he's or got, Austin, he has but you got Chris names. Jericho. Thank you. you got Y2J in your company. If you want to kill the attitude air, then you need to go after Jericho, which I think they'll probably do at Fight for the Fallen. No, Cody's got a match on that on that card already. Against who? He had a fucking he had a lineup on that card before we even had one for Double or Nothing. Who was he wrestling at Fight for the Fall? Well, I'll tell you right now. Um, but none. Oh, you know what? It it's not Fight promo. for the Fall. Fighter Fast. He's got a match. Uh, yeah, it was a great promo. Uh, I loved it. I loved the little shot he took at Big Nose. He, uh, you know what? Every everything he said was on point. And exact. The only thing I'm going to say that I had an issue with, because it's not that I don't find it true, that it's all even close to being true, was was anything Dwayne said any different than what Punk said? Yeah. Punk was a little baby-ass bitch talking and crying about his employer. The Rock was fucking legit giving promos that were that meant something. That he were pro-wrestling like, promos. He wasn't taking shit that he read on the internet and saying it out loud on TV. That's all CM Punk was was a fucking crybaby, but that was the and, only thing I didn't agree with on the entire promo. That's neither here nor there, and I I agree with you also. That kind of stuck up, but I knew I knew what he was getting at. Yeah, I so did. I kind of I kind of ignored it. Uh, and you want to know what the difference is? I think Triple H was probably pissed off when he heard about it, and I think The Rock probably texted Cody and told him, "Good job." <laughs> exactly, I guarantee it. Yeah. That's the difference between The Rock and Triple H right there. The Rock probably loved that shit and was like, hey, talk all the shit you want to about me. And I wouldn't be surprised if The Rock showed up at an AEW event. Not yeah. not in a working capacity. More like a UFC where he's just in the crowd watching one time. Uh, I don't know. That's a tough one. He's not under contract. He is under contract. With who? He, with the WWE. He is still under contract with the WWE. He is under contract as a part-time semi-retired wrestler. Oh, well, maybe not. 
Yeah, well, uh, this has been a, a longer show than we thought. We anticipated. By we the way, to, to go back to our, our handles, um, that's Boot to the Face on Facebook, Boot to the Face underscore on Instagram. Both of those is with the number two. So Boot, the number two, the face, because um, just make sure we got clarification on that because there is some other ones out there. Um, but that's how you will find this the fastest. And I'll tell you what, I'm going to try to be interactive and whatnot on the Facebook page. Uh, so if y'all want to chat on there, send us something. Like I said, give us a like. Share it with your friends. We'll try to get more active on those social media platforms. Uh, regular Twitters, at Boot to the Face, at A Bearded Master, and at Rucker 2020. As always, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Boot to the Face. For Marty Vasquez, I'm Chris Rucker, and this has been episode 34 of Boot to the Face saying peace. Later.